Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. It's going to be a Brand's Rants edition. Talk about some things happening in the sports world, but also uh, some personal insights just to give you some sense of where, where I am at this point as we head to the end of the year here before the holidays. Uh, we'll get to that. And speaking of personal, that music you hear, that is Sam Brand, the extraordinary Sam Brand, producer, mixer, creative, unparalleled. You'll be hearing a lot more of him. We're presented, as always, by Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. They're the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet, of which this podcast is part of that group. Use the promo code PODCAST1, all caps. Get your 50% sign-up bonus today, betonline.ag. My first rant will be from the world of football and business and firings. There's been a firing. You know, there were some coaches fired earlier this year uh, in the NFL. Ron Rivera of Carolina, Jay Gruden of Washington, now interim coaches in the mix as those teams start searching or have been searching for new coaches. We had our first executive firing of the year, and it's the uh, venerable Tom Coughlin, who's had such a career as a coach and recently as an executive, fired from Jacksonville, where he revolutionized the team way back as they reached um, conference championship heights years ago. Now he was back, and they got to the same place a couple years ago, but they've hit some hard times. Certainly what precipitated precipitated his ouster was what we saw earlier this week. The NFLPA uh, took a gratuitous shot at him and the organization in general, but I think specifically at him. So what happened was the organization was finding players for missed meetings, missed workouts, missed sessions during the voluntary part of the offseason. Again, think about that. The voluntary part of the offseason. The offseason as we know, only has a few limited mandatory parts to it. Now, mandatory minicamp, mandatory strength and conditioning sessions, uh, OTAs, they're called, on-the-field activities, and not much of it is really on the field. For such a limited time, that was a key part of the collective bargaining agreement negotiated some nine years ago that the players wanted freedom in the offseason to do whatever and basically get away from coaches uh, before the grind of training camp started. So, that was not all cool with Coughlin, evidently, because here we are eight, like I said, eight years later, and he's not only wanting players to be there during the voluntary part of the offseason, but fining them. And those fines were appealed and brought to uh, the arbitrator by the NFLPA on behalf of these players. We don't know how many. Certainly Dante Fowler, the former Jaguar, was one of them, and he tweeted out that he won all his money back. Uh, A.J. Bouye has been vocal about it as well. So he lost, meaning Coughlin, meeting the Jaguars, and it sort of became a running joke among the NFLPA where I think they estimated a good quarter of all grievances against teams were directed at the Jaguars. So they had become this really um, target group by the union. And in fact, the union in their statement of winning the grievance against the Jaguars went a little too far in my estimation, but they went far enough to say, we will encourage our free agents, or it was a message to free agents, you may want to avoid this team. And maybe it was even stronger than that. You should avoid this team, meaning the Jaguars. Whether that will have an impact or not, and especially with new management, we'll see, because players pick locations for money and opportunity, and certainly Jaguars have signed their share of free agents, big-time free agents, 
in recent years, thinking of Calais Campbell, thinking of Andrew Whitworth, uh, thinking of um, Bouye and others, how this is a place that has been able to sign top free agents, but maybe no longer. Maybe it won't have an impact because, again, Coughlin is out. So the move comes days, if not hours, after these uh, grievances were lost by the Jaguars. Shad Khan, the owner, has made the move. Seems like the coach and GM are safe. But again, when Coughlin was sort of installed over the coach, and he was not going to coach, but he was going to be an executive, but someone who's always been a coach, you know, he sort of, it's a time I even said it, what could possibly go wrong? A lot. You know, I said it facetiously, a lot, because you have someone used to be having players a certain way. We know about his legendary status up in the New York Giants, where being on time was being late. Coughlin time was earlier than the meeting and then it didn't play well. Uh, the comment I'll make about Tom Coughlin is one I tweeted out from the Moneyball movie uh, played by Brad Pitt. It was the Billy Bean character in the middle of all this squabbling about the old line scouts and then the new guys, the analytics. Um, you know, he just sort of at one point in the movie, and I'm sure this happened in real life, obviously just looked around and said, adapt or die. And and to me, there it is, adapt or die, because, you know, I think we all have to adapt to changing circumstances. I admit I'm not on the uptake with a lot of the changes in technology, a lot of changes even in social media. I'm kind of a Twitter Luddite and don't really venture far past it into the world of Instagram, which I know everyone says you got to be there. And even things about changing uh, technologies. Yeah, I'm a little behind on that, but I realize people and circumstances are changing all the time. Tom Coughlin is one of these guys set in their ways and like, well, players, yeah. Back in the day, you know, they never complained about doing mandatory workouts in the voluntary session, never complained about this or that, or players are too entitled, whatever it may be. But adapt or die it is the way it is, especially with player rights and rules relaxed in the offseason as they have been for years now. He's still fining players for showing up to for missing voluntary workouts? Come on. Adapt or die. He didn't adapt and he died, obviously symbolically, with the Jaguars. And it was only a matter of time once the union had targeted his franchise because of him as a place that's persona non grata for NFL players. So... Jacksonville's come on hard times. Um, yet another team that's spent big in free agency, and look what the record is. Their big spending, of course, was the in the name of Nick Foles, who A, got injured, and B, got benched. So not good on them for that spending, along with other teams like the Rams and the Jets. Just the big spending teams this year seem to go south. So um, that's a whole other topic. But that's my rant on Tom Coughlin. He didn't adapt. He died. Uh, obviously, he didn't die. But his, his tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars died. He still wants to stay in football. It's going to take someone that's really not too invested in the changed circumstances and evolving to bring on Tom Coughlin again. Again, things are changing. Player rights are changing. Certainly, the offseason changed. And my final comment on that is what I say all the time. When the union negotiated free time in the offseason, listen, this was not negotiated with coaches and executives like Coughlin. Of course, they hate it, but who cares? They weren't a party to the negotiation. The negotiation was owners and players, and owners are like, 
Yeah, you want reduced offseason, you want less time, you want less practice, less hitting. Okay, fine. Because why are they going to turn that down with concussion lawsuits circling, people saying the game's too violent, people saying they need to hit less? Sure. Coaches and GMs and executives like Coughlin, they were not consulted. So there you go. I, I just continue to sort of shake my head when I hear these coaches complain. Yeah, we can't get them in the offseason. They're not improving, blah, blah, blah. Deal with it. That's your deal. That's negotiated by your owners. And if you don't like your what your owners did, go, go bitch at them. Don't bitch at the media. Don't bitch at the union. Don't bitch at players. Don't bitch at the shake your stick at, at the at the sky. It's like your owner sold you that. Just like players can't bitch about a salary cap, can't bitch about rookie salaries. Don't bitch to us. Don't bitch to the media. Don't bitch to the owners. Bitch to your union. And, the, and that's one thing you just have to realize about negotiations. Okay, that's my rant. My other rant uh, will be personal. You know, I think because I'm in this mode now, I just spent five days out in Arizona. I just felt like I had a little window. As, as a lot of you know, I teach. I run a program at Villanova. I do all this other stuff in media and consulting, uh, which I'll get to in my final rant. Um, but it was it was cleansing. You know, I got into mountain running a little bit, or trail running, really. You know, I still do the speed. I try to do duathlons. Uh, I don't swim, so I do duathlons instead of triathlons, run, bike, run. Try to compete. Um, and went out there, and I found this ultra trail runner, and he took me out on these runs. There was some serious stuff. You know, up and down hills, 3,000, 3,500 3, 3, feet of gain. I'm going to do a couple trail uh, run races this spring because I got a buddy who's into it, and he did a 50-miler last year. I helped him on the last 15. He was hurting, so he went all in. Now he's training, incredibly uh, strong runner. Uh, I said to him, okay, what's the minimum distance they have out there at these things? Not 50 miles. They have a half marathon, 13, which I've never really done, and certainly not on trails, but I'll do it. So I'm going to do that and sort of got a good training block in. But again, it just sort of always focuses me on what's really important. You know, it's not work. <laughs> you know, no one is being wheeled in on a gurney where uh, after a heart attack thinking, yeah, I should have spent more time at the office. I should have worked more. No one. They're thinking about experiences maybe they missed. They're thinking about family. They're thinking about relationships that matter most to them. And I think that's just a lesson for the holidays. You know, again, I am fortunate. You know, the day I walked out of the Packers 10 years ago was uh, was the last day. I had what I guess I would call, and I'm I'm trying not to be somewhat serious here, last time I had a real job. Uh, and I've been much happier since, you know, people think these jobs are so prestigious, so great. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of done with the Packers a couple years before I even left. I mean, I had done all the deals. I'd experienced working for a team. I'd experienced the highs and lows of winning and losing. We didn't get to Super Bowl during my time. We did host an NFC championship game. We'd lost to the Giants. Speaking of Coughlin, his face turned purple that game. Coldest game I've ever been to. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it all, 
and the thing is, in the past month, I got an offer <clears throat> to potentially interview to be a president of a team. I won't tell you what team. And I thought about it not very long. And, and as I thought about it, my stomach kind of curled up and tension all over my body. Like, no, God, that's a real job. And what I mean a real job is investment, you know, getting in at 8, 9 in the morning, leaving at 8, 9 at night, having a less time for what I like to do, exercise, read, write, media, consult, do a lot of different things, play my piano. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> my body language told me. The person couldn't believe I was that summarily dismissive of it. And I said, sorry. It's just not where I am right now. Um, so I think, again, maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm fortunate. Uh, I've made a lot of money. You know, when you're working as an executive for an NFL team, you make a lot of money. And when you're living in Green Bay, you don't spend any money. So that helped. And I'm making good money now, but it's just, it's certainly not uh, team executive money, but I put together these gigs with my day job being uh, running an academic program and this podcast and my column for Sports Illustrated and my work now with Gary Vaynerchuk and uh, working with football representations. I'll talk about that in a minute. So just, just some thoughts again. When you think about what's important, think about how you want to live your life and, you know, where are you comfortable with your, I guess, personal time management? Where are you comfortable in managing your own life schedule? You know, my schedule gets jumbled a lot. You just got to work with it, got to manage it. How comfortable are you as a self-starter, self-motivator? Uh, if you didn't have a quote-unquote real job, could you manage it? So there are trade-offs and all those things. But again, running those trails out in southern Arizona this week really made you focus on, damn, I'm glad I can do this. You know, giving gratitude that I can just get away, saw a little pocket of time for four days and got out. And I want to do more of that. And I want to travel and I want to see things. And I always want to be there for my boys. So just some personal musings uh, going in the holidays. And my third rant is really uh, the other thing I'm doing now besides media and running the program in Villanova. I work with Vayner Sports, the brainchild of Gary Vaynerchuk and his brother AJ, representing athletes. And it's recruiting time for football. So in football representation, this is, this is go time. This is where players are choosing agents, whether they're in bowl games or not in bowl games. The only difference is in not in bowl games, they can legally sign. They don't have any worry about losing eligibility, but all these players are basically picking agents now before the bowl game and they'll sign when they sign after the bowl game. So just taking you inside a couple meetings, we met with a player the other day a uh, big time player. And again, what I try to give them is peace of mind with Vayner that they have someone with the gravitas that I do. Been an agent many times, many years, taken the agent exam three times, never failed. Uh, 
and but mainly the the front office experience there are not a lot of agents out there or even people working with agencies that can look at a player and say i was on the other side for 10 years and here's what you're going to deal with so i'm kind of lending that but the player and his family usually have a few different points they want to know who do you represent what have you done for other players what's what are you holding up now everyone's going to have the same speech what we can do for you but Where's the value add? Where's the differentiator? We know that rookie contracts are prefabricated largely. There are some things to be done in terms of language, in terms of default language and those kind of things, as well as signing bonus uh, payment terms, how to structure roster bonuses and top of the draft, how to structure uh, the money staying small on the salary side, staying high on the bonus side, which is more valuable money for the player. So all of that is there. But again, it's a it's a different time in the industry right now because everyone's undercutting everyone for fees. Uh, there are marketing guarantees going out, marketing advances. You just have to again stay nimble, as I talked about with Coughlin, adapt or die. You know, I look at the agent world and I'm seeing the same names that I competed with 30 years ago are still out there. You know, and doing really well. The Joel Siegels, the Drew Rosenhauses, the Jimmy Sextons, the Tom Condons. There aren't a lot of disruptors in the industry. So I saw Vayner Sports as a potential disruptor. And we'll see what comes out of this year with some of the uh, help I'm giving them. So I went to a meeting the other day and uh, just got a note to fly down to a meeting tomorrow to meet these kids. So meet this kid and his family. So I'll uh, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> But just sort of taking you inside, back in the agent world. Now, I'm not an agent. I'm not going to handhold. I'm not going to sit by a player. Uh, other people do that. But again, being brought in for big meetings, being brought in for top-level negotiations, that'll be interesting for me. So again, these are some musings as we sit here uh, approaching the holiday. Um, and uh, that's my branch rants for this day. I'm recording this. On Thursday, December 19th, 11 days left, 12 days, in 2019. Goes fast, my friend. <laughs> Enjoy every minute, savor it. Make your one life a life worth living. Now our final word from Bet Online. We got everything going right now. It's mid-December, as you know. The NFL is really intriguing to me. This may be the best weekend. You got so much going on. You got Buffalo, New England, Rams, San Francisco, New Orleans, Tennessee, Kansas City, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, and of course, the Dallas Cowboys coming to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll probably be at that game. So visit Bet Online. Don't forget about your promo code. Again, that's all caps, podcast one, your 50% sign up bonus. BetOnline.ag or online sportsbook experts. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Thanks to our interstitial music by my son, Sam Brandt. Thanks to Brian Neal, extraordinary producer. And thanks to those who follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. Apple Podcast rankings and comments, wherever you find your podcasts, are very important. So please do them. And we'll be back next week, Christmas week, with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.